0: The only podcast in the world that is a complete shit show. I am Turch, and with me is my always my favourite co-host ever, my uh, my CEO, and the man who puts "hot" in the word Photoshop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, how long can it it's Kieran? You how couple? you doing, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I am good. I uh, should do another take of that. <laughs> why? <laughs> no, that was terrible. <laughs> I read it because I wrote here new co host but I'm like, no, you're the regular (laughs) (laughs) co-host. Oh, you know, it's episode 51. I feel like, you know, it's a new chapter. Um, But yeah. Well, it definitely is a new chapter because we,
0: ladies and gentlemen, are in our brand new... Third. Third, but permanent for at least a couple of years, recording studio. Woo! uh, Which actually is my new home, which I've just purchased. But Can this is the room, this is the place, this is the recording studio of the stars, and by stars I mean us. <laughs> and Hopefully I, some
1: new guests soon will be great. And I just want to tell the wonderful listeners that I've turned up to Turch's new home, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I said this to you, I said, the way I described Turch was, when I turned up to his house, was like a dog that has just <laughs> killed a chicken like, my my dog killed a chicken once, right? And then it was strutting around the house the whole day like, I'm a dog, I've done dog things. That is how great I am. That's you right now, Turch. I'm
0: pretty excited. I must say, I'm pretty chuffed with myself. I did put together all the furniture. I did put up all the stuff on the walls and, you know, set everything up. The TV's up there, you came in, you saw the TV up there, Mm -hmm. lovely. The house is actually clean, which is um, pretty good. (laughs) That's pretty good. Uh, How many uh,
1: physio sessions did you need after putting everything together? uh,
0: I think I was just about to to tell you, but like the first day we put all the furniture together. A lot of IKEA stuff, lots of stuff like that. Uh, Put it all together. Actually,
1: tell me about your Uh, IKEA experience, right? Because you're going in there to do some major purchasing. You you and Jess, how many fights did you have?
0: Um... We went there, to, funnily enough, we went there twice, mm-hmm. and the first time was just to sort of scout what we kind
1: of... Oh, you made like, a deliberate no-purchase, No impulsive... Pur- No-impulsive yeah, sort of like right.
0: And then we wrote down basically everything that we liked.
1: Mm-hmm. And then we actually... Wrote?
0: You didn't take photos? We took, photo, oh, we took photos of what we... But I, I like writing it down, that physical yeah, that, nature of it. Yeah, yeah. Did and you then get the free
1: pencil with the notepad?
0: I nicked so many pencils, but Jess has thrown them all out because she got angry at me. That's the only fight we really <laughs> had. had. But we, and then we came to the place, opened up the place, measured everything, mm-hmm. um, and then went back to Ikea, mm-hmm. and we, I said to Jess, we're only going to take, if uh, buy it if we still like it, yeah, and, the, and it, obviously if it fits, because now mm-hmm. we've got all the measurements, and I think uh, apart from one or two like small things, like decorative sort of things, or I think the outdoor setting we decided to change, mm-hmm. everything else we
1: liked. Fantastic.
0: And it was actually a lot easier than, than we than I thought it would be. The hardest thing was the couches. Right. But they're still coming. Are they IKEA couches? No, no, they're, they're proper, like, good couches. <laughs> I said to Jess, I'd rather spend more money on a couch than and, and, and a mattress. Yeah. Because one, I'm going to be sleeping on one of them. Mm-hmm. And two, I'm
1: also going to be sleeping on the other. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm with you, right, because I've moved up to Ballarat. That's right. Which... I don't think our listeners have heard me since no. I've moved to the rat, as I found out that it's called. And I, too, am looking at couches to buy, right? But I'm not making a delit Because I'm like, I'm going to be sleeping on this as well. Yeah, yeah, see? <laughs> And I can't decide whether I want, because I saw one the other day, and you press the button, and then it's like reclines, but it's like, you know, the ele- it's sort of like you're in gold class, yeah, 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 but then I'm like, but then I can't lie sideways, so maybe I want the one that I can lie sideways, so it's a tough decision it to was, buy a It's couch. a very
0: tough decision, but we found the one we liked, it came in um, the colours that we liked. Um, colours? So
1: multiple colours? Yeah, yeah, so one's going to oh. be grey,
0: oh. uh, which is going to be the, the two and a half seater, yeah. and then we've got a beautiful armchair as well. Which is in blue You know how
1: old You know our listeners are thinking Where are the youthful We only do one take podcast people Now we're talking about houses And furniture (laughs) Right We're we're not pitching it to our demographic You know know what We're We're pitching it We're now now like Gardening Australia That's who our audience (laughs) is right now
0: Well if that's the case then Would you like to start (laughs) off with your rant Because that's what the
1: people are here to hear Rants Ladies and gentlemen I have started full time work (laughs) Welcome back to Gardening <laughs> Australia <laughs> Monday to Friday Full time work, Turch Yeah uh, You know, not Not You not, know, the three days a week that they, they and then, used to work and some of the I'll do some research days But, you know, not get paid for it <laughs> Right Number one, there's a, actually, there's a few things that, that I wanted to, d- in my previous line, if I didn't work, I didn't get paid. Right. right? And I was here, there and everywhere around Victoria because I'd see clients and, and actually work at the university and, and all that. Right. At day one, I can't remember if I sent you this message or not or whether I dreamed it, but I was like, now I understand how yeah. you find all these articles <laughs> for the podcast during work time.
0: Yeah, you did. I remember seeing that message, and I just said, Yep, that's,
1: yeah, you got plenty of time. I was just like, Wow, okay. <laughs> you know, I've got my own office. No one can, you know, I'm just like, well, Okay, this is amazing. Uh, so, no, going well. Full time work is going well. I very quickly requested to have Fridays as my work from home day. Perfect. Yep. Um, so,. So really it's four days plus a work from home day. But you know what? That's one of the reasons why I've been really trying
0: to get this studio slash office set up because I want to work from home like one day every fortnight just to sort of, you know, record music.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So I'm now in a bureaucratic process, right? (laughs) Even more so than I was. Yeah, yeah. And I had to do a full day of induction. Oh my goodness, yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. And it sounds like something you would try to get out of but it would only go to if there was free food. And the question is was there free food? It was
1: not catered. Oh my goodness. I was shitty, <laughs> right? I Okay, so it's about it's basically I read it as like, oh great, they're going to tell us how to salary sacrifice and what we can sell and sacrifice. And you know, like all the all the perks of the job, right? No, 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 no. It was about, like, teaching and the, the university life, basically. That's, that's what it was about. Yeah. And so, everyone, every full-time staff has to, so I'm with a few of the other, the other uh, of my colleagues have to do this as well. And they've all, they basically started last year. Yeah. And they've been developing on, you know, the online courses that they've got to teach, because they've just had to do it. And they just you just you know we don't get employed in that job if we have to uh, like we ask people we've got a problem we find out how to do it and we do it yeah it's simple right that's you know anyway so I'm with I'm with a few of them and they also they also pitch this to the sessional staff. And the sessional staff could opt in and get paid for 15 hours because there's eight hours of online learning you've got to do after this. Of course they're going to do it. After this day. Yeah, of course. Fuck yeah. If I was a (laughs) sessional. (laughs) Eight hours. So right, there's an induction. And the first hour and a half was on icebreakers.
0: I shouldn't. I shouldn't drink uh, my uh, my Captain Morgan dry and
1: lime with her uh, when you t- when you're telling cracking jokes. So I'm staring. I'm staring at my colleague, who is also a clinical psychologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and and a lecturer. <laughs>
0: Going, I know more than these people. That are right, on the and stage. I'm
1: and she's like, she's staring at me like, Kieran, you've been teaching for the last five years. If you don't know bloody icebreakers, like. <laughs> You shouldn't have got into this job. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So we're just going like, oh my god! And then they made us get up and write things on posters. Mm. Ugh, anyway, I learned. I, I to be fair, I did learn a few icebreakers, new ones. I was like, that's great, but I could have read that in a document.
0: Because like, it sent been that, sent an email. Yeah,
1: and... or you know, we could have spent ten minutes on this. Right? Morning tea, coffee, and tea were not supplied. <laughs> you work because you're working for the government now, aren't you? Yeah. Welcome to the government. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I'm used to, right? <laughs> then we come back, and the person running it was so enthusiastic, and the sessional staff were really engaged. And if I was brand new to to teaching, I would probably be engaged as well. Mm. But I'm going. I've been doing it for five years. I've done this training. Like, yeah. Like you're not teaching me anything new. No. The stuff that I want to know, um, y- you know, like let's actually. Delve into some of the students' learning styles mm. and how can we cater for different learning styles. Yada 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 are not being covered, right? So anyway, I don't actually remember them after the morning tea. Um, <laughs> I sort of, thats when you sent me a text, wasn't it? <laughs> I was I was out. I was just sitting there like meditating, going like, oh my god. Oh, and there was a big. There was some other person who. R- was at some point, I think he spent about 10 minutes talking about his PhD, right? Good for him. <laughs> and I'm going, we're not here to know about your PhD. We're here to get through the day. Yeah. Like, we just, come on, like... Smash it out. Let's I do it. Mean, looking at the person running it going, like, hurry. And it didn't start on time, right? <laughs> They're supposed to be modelling, like, excellence in teaching and they don't start on time, right? Now, this, get, this, remember this. Remember this because this is really grinds my gears <laughs> later on. Right. Yeah, this okay. Sounds like a fun day. <laughs> sounds so good. After lunch, we have to go to the library now.
0: Get <laughs> your library cards out, people. And
1: and we had to yeah we had to sit in the computer lab in the library. Now I had already put in a an OHs and S request in my desk because my desk chair wasn't providing adequate back support. Mm-hmm. Right. I was actually going home going out. Oh, Back. That's not like, good. Yeah, like it's really sore.
0: so i like, giving you the, like the worst chair so, to sit so on so I've in got, the
1: studio. I've got <laughs> <laughs> it's like the worst chair I've got. This is better than what I had. Oh, that's good. Right. <laughs> I, I'm uh, so I got this really great ergonomic chair now. I'm like, this is fantastic. Anyway, so yeah, you sit down, and I'm I'm making the per- perks of full time work now. I'm like, hang on a second. This chair is a no and risk. New chair. I can't sit on this chair. Anyway, I had to. And there was stains and crap, and I was like, "Oh, this is a student section." I had to log in mm. into the computer thing, mm-hmm. and I log in, and it doesn't work. Right. And I'm like, "No, no. I know my password. I know yep. my login. I'll try again." Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. I'm going for fuck's sake. What is this? Right. Anyway, I'm like, "Can can you please help me log in?" And the lady goes, "Oh, you've got to type uob backslash then your username." And I cracked it at this point, right? Like I, He's just yelling
0: in the library.
1: I cracked it. And I was like, for fuck's sake, you should just put in your username and password and it should just work, right? And she goes to me, well, not all of us have come from Deacon, Kieran.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh the sass on this lady. That's fantastic. Are you friends now?
1: Right. Anyway. i going to cry. The lo- the librarian came in and I had great appreciation for the librarian because she gave a 20 minute talk on what the library can offer, right? Short, sharp, sweet, really useful information. We've got books and the internet. You can come in anytime. Like, like, like basic, but where I can refer students to and the support yeah, and services yeah. and, and another person came in about like how they can help with academic writing and, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, great, cool. I know these processes. They were like 20 minutes each. That's all they needed to be. They got their point across, mm. right? We're now, anyway, we're moving into...
0: Dark territory. We're moving into
1: now the online, developing the online courses and stuff. And, Funnily and enough, the day was uh, even longer than this story. <laughs> and we're, we're going through this, right? And once again, the, the discipline that I'm in had developed online one-hour interactive sessions for two weeks every day. So, we got the short bit that we needed to do. Smash it out. It didn't even go for... Some of them didn't even go for an hour. Some of them went for 30 minutes. Yeah. Just this is the bit, but they're recorded. When you need to access them, they're here. Right? Perfect. I'm loving it. So, we have got to do this library session, and we're getting a very general overview. And Nicole and I are sitting there going, oh, for fuck's sake, like, we've done this. Like, we can't leave, but we've just got to sit here Mm. and, and do this. Anyway... We're getting, and she says we'll be finished at quarter past four. Yeah. Right. I'm like, great. Quarter past four. I can, I can, I can, I'm being paid to be here. I can do that. Yeah. I can out of here at quarter past four. I can be on the V line at 10 past five. Cause I had to get it to Melbourne Yeah, for something. And it's an hour and a half, which would have got me in, you know, like yeah, yeah, 630, 640. I had a dinner at like 730. Perfect. Right. Fantastic. Can do, oh, and I was like, and I can get home and then I can get to the station. Like fantastic. Great. Quarter past four comes, right? And I've shut down my computer. Perfect. Right. And she's still talking. And she's now going, you know, when someone's going in circles, like they say the same thing over and over. And then and they say the same thing over and again. And then yeah. someone asks but a question, but in a
0: subtly different way. And then someone asks a question, and, and then, they say the same thing. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that's that's the situation that you're in at the moment. So
1: I'm now stuck. I'm like, you said we'd be done at quarter past four. Plus, if you finished on, if you started on time, you'd be, be finished on time. Right. Yeah. We should be, we should have been finished at four. You have just Which, walked out. One of the emails said four o'clock. Right. <laughs> Finally, you're reading your emails. <laughs> Three thousand of them now all red because like fuck everybody. <laughs> Right. Anyway, it's 425 and I'm looking at Nicole, right? And we're just like, oh my God, like, like it's very obvious that our computers are shut down. And she's like, now now I'll go into this section and we're like, oh, we're like, we'll just watch. Anyway, it's 429. So we're like, yes, she's going to finish at 430. Great. And she goes, now I want you to say one word to describe how you felt about today. (laughs) And my colleague's next to me, right? And I just hear it go, oh, for fuck's sake, right? And the first guy who told us about his PhD mm. starts just telling a story. And I'm that's not like, one I'm word. Like, that is not one word. <laughs> Very I'm like, simple I'm like, if you ask for one word. You get one word. Just make him say one word. Yeah. yeah. Don't engage in no, this. No, no, no. So 4.30 kids. Colleague's out the door. She's walked. She's left. Right? Good. You should have done the same thing. Well, he finished up. I think it's 4.30, 4.32. I was the next person in line. Yeah. So I g- rattled off a quick little, oh, that's really interesting. Started like I stood up and said, this is my word. She's like, oh, thanks. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, it was really great. Blah, 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 blah. And then I was out the door. Beautiful. Right. Bloody inductions were such, uh, was such a waste of time. <laughs> right. It was so frustrating. And all the stuff that she taught, right. I'm not kidding. In my first three weeks... I had searched and found out. Yeah, of course you were. because I'm like I'm being paid to be here. I've got to find this stuff out. See, I just found it out.
0: And so the good thing is now for. The, I'm like, time but you're supposed that. to
1: be talking about different learning styles. My learning style is, I'm just one of the people that just have found it. Just point me in the right yeah. direction, and I'll find it See, out. See now you now you've learned that that's not how work full
0: time work works it's like you if they had
1: catered for it
0: different story
1: <laughs> different story i would you have been a much patient if man There's an
0: induction day they're not going to teach you anything good it's like all the bullshit that you don't want to know so don't go out and look for it that's why people ask questions, because they know what they're getting into. <laughs> they get there to go, I know what I can do. I can look like I've, I've participated. You ask one question. I've been to many training sessions and this and that. And it's like, I know all this stuff anyway. But the first thing you do is like, look, I'll put my hand up first. I'll answer the question or participate first at 1030 like it's the earliest thing that as an audience participation, I've participated.
1: I don't have to do anything else for the rest of the day and I can zone out. <laughs> oh, and this is hilarious. At the start when we were doing the ice, like the icebreaker before we learned about icebreakers, which was like, find out about your partner, but you're going to share their information to the group. And a colleague and I, we teamed up. We, yep. were, we just had a chat and she's like, I need a volunteer. I'm like, yep, we'll go first. Yeah, done. Like- See,
0: you know what you're doing. <laughs> and that's how you break the ice, people. <laughs> It sounds like you had a really fun day, but I can I completely understand how inductions are the worst thing ever. I've oh, done a few work, I've done a few a few other things. They they're are the worst.
1: terrible. So I've come from from a startup world, right? Yeah. Which is which? This philosophy of like, don't waste people's time. Yeah, out the window. If they're wasting your time, leave the room. Yeah. Right, like just to the and, government sector, <laughs> and don't <laughs> and you know. Don't go through a hierarchy; just go directly to who you need to go to. Yeah, like there isn't, there isn't this. And I'm now, I'm like, oh my god, this just ah. Oh.
0: Get used to a buddy. It's a bit slower down that way. It's a bit slower down the government world, but that's okay. Took me three days to get my bloody login. <laughs> You're gonna have a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, speaking of computers and this, now I thought we'd start it off with another tale from the internet. Yes. And I thought I'd tell you a bit of a history about a certain gentleman and what he's up to today. Mm. And it's a name you might actually know. Okay. But first of all, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Do you use any antivirus software on your computer?
1: No, because I've got a Mac. Uh,
0: you know what? You know, I wrote down <laughs> that you would, I said, Kieran, do you have antivirus software? And I knew you would say, no, I have a Mac. Say, See? And I haven't used it in so long because it's stupid. <laughs> But just, I haven't used antivirus software for years. I think it's a bit of a waste of time, a bit of a waste of money, a bit of a waste of your computer power and this and that. But do you know who uh, what McAfee is?
1: Yeah, it's, the- a, it's Mccafe, It's at McDonald's. <laughs> it's at McDonald's.
0: <laughs> or McAfee or... Mc, um, uh, it's an antivirus. It, it's an antivirus software made yeah. by John McAfee. Yeah. And he's been in the news recently. Right. He's been in the news recently. But I saw two articles with him in the news recently. And one was... John McAfee is running from US authorities and running for president on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the second one was John McAfee's post bizarre tweet says his enemies are trying to kill him. And I'm like, "Oh man, I've got to learn about this guy because this sounds like a type of experience that everyone should have. Yeah. Running for running from the, the US government murderers on a boat and running for president. How can this <laughs> this is everything I wanted." So I thought I'd give you a bit of background on him and tell you a bit of a tale of the internet. Mm-hmm. and how it did. So John, uh, he was born in the US, a US army based in England and moved to the US when he was very young. His father was an alcoholic, uh, which he later developed as well, sort of a family sort of thing, and was very abusive. And Yeah, but he's a billionaire, so... True. He can be true. an alcoholic. That's true. I not say why not. So anyway, so he went to uh, Renoke College and got, uh, received a Bachelor in Mathematics. So during that time there... He set up this whole scheme Mm. to sell magazine subscriptions. Right. So what he would do is, but it was actually a scam.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I thought this, like, first of all, he's trying to become president. This is what he was doing when he was like 20. So he'd go around, knock on people's doors and go, Hey, you've won a magazine subscription to X magazine. Congratulations. All you need to pay is is the fee for the the delivery. Mm Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, sure. So they're paying the delivery and he would just never <laughs> sign them up to any magazine. Oh. So he'd scam people. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty, that's a good, clever scam. Anyway, pay for him to go to a university and do his bachelor, do his PhD, mm-hmm. which he then got kicked out because he was having sex with his interns. Okay. Or yeah. <laughs> well, his undergrad students and that's stuff fairly. like that. So before he created McAfee, uh, he, he realised that no one would be able to really check credentials Like today, we can check credentials anywhere. You can look online, Mm. find where people have worked and this and that. But he realized that back in the day, there was no really way of doing that. Mm -hmm. So he would just make up things on his resume, send them out to all the big companies Mm. and see who responded. Mm -hmm. And amazingly, he ended up working as a programmer for NASA's (coughs) Institute for Space Studies in New York City from 1968 to 1970. Not a bad thing from a fake resume. Yeah. From there he went to work for Univac in Missouri Pacific where apparently, and I haven't found a reputable source doing this, but apparently he stated once that he used to program the train times while doing LSD. And I don't know if that's real or not because, you know, he said he was on LSD, mm. but that's a pretty cool thing to happen. Nevertheless,
1: that's a good story. Don't let the truth get in the way <laughs> of a good story.
0: So after that, he left for Silicon Valley and he worked for Omex Data Storage. Uh, and that was at his lowest point in his life. He was suicidal. He was paranoid and he drug addicted, but he did go to AA and uh, he's completely, apparently, even to this day when he's running for president mm. on a boat, apparently he's completely clean. Okay, Pretty good. So, where did he get his idea of Internet. creating creating the uh, antivirus software? Mm. Uh, so, when he he actually joined Lockheed Martin, which is like a... Oh, they make the, the airplanes. Yeah, b- the planes, the, stuff like that. The
1: bombing and that's the... That's right. So, that's the, yeah. when
0: he first heard of this thing called the brain virus. Mm. Now, I won't go into the history of the brain virus, but apparently it was made by two... Undergrads, I think, like in India or something like that, mm-hmm. and they did it, the virus didn't actually do anything. They just wanted to see how far it could spread. Right. Okay. And he had the knowledge. that um, John John yeah. McAfee had the knowledge to remove it himself, but he realized that a lot of people didn't. So mm. this is that when you, I remember you talking about this with entrepreneur stuff. It's like find the need, have a solution. Yeah. So that's when he created McAfee uh, Associates. Uh, and that service was he would drive around in a Winnebango, Winnebago, Winnebago, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and drove around and drive over to people's houses and search for viruses and delete it. And he was he claimed to be the first antivirus paramedic unit in this Winnebago. That, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that's great. So he created this software called Virus Scan, and he put it up free on like internet forums and stuff like that. And if home users liked it for if you wanted it for your office that's when you had to buy the license yeah and he would provide ongoing support and in 1990 so just in three years McAfee Associates made five million dollars profit in 1990 (sighs) big boom and that's before the big computer yeah 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 so he was already doing really really well but that's but from 1990 onwards that's when his life really really changed
1: uh
0: huh oh (sighs) So, there was another virus that was coming out called the uh, Michelangelo virus. And John McAfee was famous at this point because he had the big software. He basically had the only... So, these
1: viruses would have been put on like floppy disks.
0: Floppy disks. Well, the internet was around back then. Just different versions of it and connectivity and stuff like that. You know, networking sort of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah? But they would have been... Yeah, it wasn't the world wide web. Yeah. It would have just been... Yeah. It was
0: starting to develop
1: to, to 1995 develop. is when it sort of really took off.
0: Well, I think, yeah, but I think like in business, it was already yeah. starting, but like but at the home of, use and stuff yeah, like that yeah. was a bit early, a bit later. Anyway, the Michelangelo virus came along and John would go on TV shows and talk radio and all that sort of stuff going, this is the biggest virus ever. It could wipe out 10, five to 10 million computers all at one like overnight. Really important that we fight this thing back. Did he create the virus? Well, that's what a lot of people thought because he's bought he's all this software from his was sold. Nothing happened, and it was after that that people, like you said, mm. started to think. Wait a minute, did he create the virus? Did he just put a spin
1: on it? This no, because it's thought, like if you sell glass, you know what do you do? You go around and smash, smash people's them, windows. yeah, throw a brick through people's yeah, windows, windows with
0: with your logo on it to, to buy
1: glass. Yeah. yeah, and
0: anyway, so he a lot of people did think um, that he created the Michelangelo virus, or were just talking it up to sell software. And he decided to get out of the software of McAfee, the antivirus stuff. Mm -hmm. At that time, other things like Norton antivirus was coming in Uh and the competition was starting to heat up. So he sold all his stock in the software and now it's owned by someone else and I can't remember who, but um, even now, like looking back at it, like he looked at an interview a couple of years back, Mm. he even hates his own antivirus software now. Wow. (laughs) That's how much he's like, yeah, it's a piece of shit because it's so bloated and this and that. So, what else has happened in his life? That's the first thing. So apparently he he's been uh, on the run from in Why? Be- in Belize. That's what I thought. <laughs> so he's been crea- he's been linked to creating a private military.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh McAfee was arrested in 2012 for unlicensed drug manufacturing and possession of an unlicensed weapon in Belize. Uh-huh. He was also uh, listed as a person of interest in connection with a murder of American um, Gregory Fuller among several other issues with the law. Uh, McAfee refused to answer questions by the police fearing that they would kill him. And then in 2013, McAfee's island home burned down under mysterious circumstances and he told Fox News that it was all suspicious. Mm -hmm. Uh, Being that person of interest, that person Gregory Fuller, he was actually... the mcafee's next-door neighbor at the Mm -hmm. time so all these things started to happen Mm -hmm. but then in 2015 that's when he really started to decide to run for president because he's big on that sort of stuff so that's where that's where it brings you up to date to why this article is really interesting so john mcafee's running for u.s uh, running from u.s authorities and running for president on a boat sorry the uh, so this is from fox news the founder of cybersecurity company by the same name Silicon Valley pioneer John McAfee is on a boat fleeing US authorities. Oh yes and he's trying to run for president too. The 73-year-old McAfee founded McAfee in 1987 said that this week he's going to run for US presidential campaign from a boat. Yes, I'm still on the boat and we'll see and we'll do so until the election. McAfee told Fox News in an email he provided more details in a Twitter video where he dis- discussed his tr- strategy via a remote link. We have thousands of volunteers, he said. Rob is one of our volunteers in creating masks, and creating masks of my face, which are going to be given to thousands of people in two groups, he said in a video posted in January 22nd. But why is he on the boat?
1: Uh, is it a party boat?
0: Yeah. Uh, no, it's because of his addressing problems with the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> McGaffey, who is presently fleeing uh, on a boat fleeing the US authorities, explained in a video posted to Twitter that he has not paid taxes in some time. I have not paid taxes in eight years. I have not filed returns. Every year I tell the IRS I'm not filing a return. I have no intention to do so. Come and find me. <laughs> It continued today that uh, on January 22nd, the IRS has covenant a grand jury in the state of Tennessee to charge myself, my wife, my four of my campaign workers with unspecified IRS crimes. They want to silence me and I will not do that. So, he's on a boat. Yeah. He's in trouble because he might be running a private military. He might be running, he might be smuggling drugs. He's got illegal guns. He's not paid any taxes and he's
1: running for president. It's cuz he's running for president. I think that's, that's the one. That's why they're trying to get him. So there you go. So, so just like we ha- let Trump get in, we can't let him get in. We've learned like to keep him
0: out. So anyway, um, the last sort of things is if you want to look him up, please do. He's great. Look at him on YouTube. Right. Well, there's a video on YouTube. In 2013, he uploaded a parody video of how to uninstall McAfee antivirus onto his YouTube channel. And that video's got more than 90 million videos, but it does have scantily clad women in it, so definitely go have a look, because tits are always fantastic. And in 2014, he warned Americans not to use smartphones, and suggested that the apps are used to spy on clueless consumers who do not read the privacy user agreements. So the guy's completely nuts. Going to be running for president. You know what? I, I love how Trump's been doing it. I feel like this guy is going to be a good competition. But he's running under some libertarian party. Ah, oh, right. So he won't get Yeah, in. he won't get in. He <laughs> won't get in.
1: He might be Gary Johnson, though. So yeah, d- that's he it. he might be. Yeah. Is it the same in Australia where they make, like, candidates know they're not going to win, but they still put candidates in because they get they get finances. They get more than, like, 5% of the vote. Maybe. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on that. If someone could tell us, I would be very interested.
0: but look, our American listeners. Yeah, if you exactly could. right.
1: Well, so, talking of world leaders, Kim Jong-un demands North Koreans hand over their poo to fight the fertiliser crisis. Is that what? <laughs> Kim Jong-un yeah. demands North Koreans hand over their poo to fight the fertiliser crisis. That's fantastic. The decree demands 220 pounds of human faeces daily. <laughs> daily? It's a lot of shit. It is. But considering the average amount of uh, faeces produced today is less than one pound, the decree seems entirely untenable. Yep. The North Korean government and its dear leader, Kim Jong-un, have demanded that each abled-bodied citizen... Oh, that's nice. That's good. Yeah. Uh, it produces 220 pounds of feces per day in order to combat the country's <laughs> fertilizer crisis <200. laughs> and declining economy. What's what's 220
0: pounds I'm just trying to work it out. It's like 100 and... it's going to be like 100 kilos. 220 pounds £100, uh, 100 kilos? Oh, uh, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I think it's about right cuz it's like uh, about two just under two just uh, over just under 2 pounds a kilo.
1: Something like that. Yeah, so
0: 100 let's say 100 kilos of poo. That's what each person's meant to make a day.
1: Yeah, 99. Ninety-nine point seven nine. Man, I'm grams. good at this. Well done. Thank you. Good, good maths department. <laughs> <laughs> well, cheap labor in North Korea is sadly nothing new. Forcing an entire citizen to hand over its stool in an attempt to kickstart their agriculture sector he is uh, he certainly is. The thirty-five year old. Oh, he's only thirty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty young. Oh, geez, but he became a dictator when he was like twenty-eight. Then.
0: Well I I read a story that his great his grandfather was dictator yeah, and he wrote in rule that only his bloodline could be dic- the dictator yeah. of the country and I'm like Jesus Christ how did the hell did he get away with that like people must have been there must have been lots of guns in people's faces to, for that Must government. have been
1: but the guy who's dead the first one um uh, whatever his name Kim Jong yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whatever it is, yeah, whatever yeah. it is, he's still he's still like the supreme leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like the even p- though he's god, dead. and then yeah. like the kids of the god. Yeah, 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 yeah. like Zeus, and, and then like having Apollo yeah. and stuff like that. Um,
0: you know what this reminds me of? Remember in that Simpsons episode where Homer grows the tomato? <coughs> yeah, and and then um, Marge just goes, "Oh, Homer, I think it needs more fertilization." Homer's <laughs> like, "Marge, I'm only one man. <laughs> that's a that's exactly
1: what this is, you know." Well, the dear leader doesn't produce feces himself. No, 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 he doesn't. No. <laughs> I think I wrote a trivia once and
0: that was one of the questions. <laughs> who, who does? Uh, that's pretty amazing. I think so, too. Uh, um, good on him. No, nah, that's fantastic. Didn't well, know
1: there was a fertilizer crisis.
0: I, well, apparently there's a sand crisis as well. Not enough sand in the world. I'm like, geez, we have the whole Sahara Desert. How <laughs> we not be. Anyway. Now, a, t- a story for another time. Isn't none- glass made out of sand? Yes. yes. How do they make it? They heat it up yeah. to a really hot temperature and then it congeals itself. But it's only certain kinds of sand. Hmm. And that's obviously what the sand crisis is about. Right. Yeah, there you go. I remember going to Venice and they make like a Venice, um, uh, Murano in Venice, like a little like island off the island. Uh-huh. Uh, is famous for glass blowing. Right. And I saw this guy out of nowhere, pull a bit of glass out, roll and blow a little, like through the the pipe and stuff Mm. like that, but full on a horse. Wow. Incredible. And you can look at it online. They make beautiful, beautiful stuff. There you go. It's a real art form.
1: I apologize to my dear listeners (laughs) that I have a cold at the moment.
0: You're doing well. You know, I (laughs) I had a rant here about sore throats, but... Um, No, go for it. No, but I do have a a rant. And you came in trailblazing, like, (laughs) wanted to rant about something. And I've got a rant for you, too. So, obviously, we we, we bought the house. It's all very exciting. We've moved in. It's lovely. I love it. It's great. Like, you know, it's nice and quiet back here. Uh, I have my own studio where we can do this sort of stuff. But uh, to do this, we had to deal with a lot of people. Like We had the property manager. Mm -hmm. We had the lawyers. We had the mortgage brokers. We had the bank. We had A lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts and this and that. And not only that, like, you know, I have to sign a document and then scan it in and then, you know, send it via mail to this person, but scan it in so these people see it and these people need to see it too, or people need to send documents from this office to me and this person here. And what I don't understand is that I'll write something, I'll CC Jess in, Hmm. you know, to go, yep, Jess has got it too. But like, you know, I'll send it to the property manager, or I'll send it to uh, the mortgage broker. Mm-hmm. And it's like, great, Jess and I have completed the documents. He said, and then they'll email email back, like mm-hmm. you know, with a new form. We go, yep, it's done. This is the next step. And instead of re- CCing Jess in as well, or clicking reply all, they oh, just click no, <laughs> no. Oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> they just click reply. And only I get it. Or or, like I'll get a message from Jess going, hey, did you get the email from the mortgage brokers or from the lawyers? And I'll be like, no, I didn't. And you look back at the email, like the initial email, Jess has sent it and it's cc'd, like, you know, in the the two thing, it's to the lawyers and me Mm. or the mortgage brokers and myself. And then on the way back, it's only to Jess and I'm not in the loop at all. And vice versa for Jess and I. And I'm like, how hard is it you click, instead of clicking Reply, you click that. Look, if you've got Outlook, uh, you click the button slightly to the right of Reply, which is Reply All. Yeah.
1: And that everyone there... I automatically, every <laughs> time, even if only one person has sent me an email, I click Reply All.
0: Yeah. Because obviously if they're, they're in the email, they need to be contacted about something. Huh. Everyone else needs to be contacted about something. If you've made a change to something huh. or moved things along... So, I did a bit of research. Uh-huh. Okay. So, the big big three uh, mail clients in the world, 65% of, of, of email yeah. gets sent from one of these clients. the From either the Apple iPhone mm-hmm. or you know iPad, yep. one of the two, Outlook yep. or Google Mail. Yeah. Those are the big three. And then there's about 50 other companies that basically take up 1% to each, yeah. right?
1: And Gmail, for instance. I know this. We're trying to... the G, Google Mail actually created another mail account, right? Mm. Because they wanted to make changes to Gmail. Mm. But because so many people rely on Gmail... Yeah. They wouldn't dare make any changes to no. it. No. So it created another... I can't remember what it was called, but another email account to actually then play around with all these new features that they... But they're very careful to introduce new features no, to be- Gmail c- now because... It's the same sort of thing. Because people rely on these sort of
0: basic functions. Yeah. And if you change anything w- way too much, or put putting a simple function so 65% of mail is coming from these things and I've physically gone out and done proper research Outlook if you want to reply all you it's literally moving your cursor slightly to the right
1: uh-huh.
0: for g- Gmail the drop down menu it's the next one down and same for Apple it's the next one down on your phone or slightly to the right on the browser app People, if <laughs> if you if someone said to you, Jess and I, or someone and I, have done something, and there's a form that we've both signed, or something like that, or there's an email, and that person who's was talked about in the email is also <laughs> CC'd in or put yeah. into, please, for the love of fucking God, you fucking boomers out there, learned how to fucking CC reply all to emails. It's so important, especially with documentation. Maybe it's the accountant within. Why didn't within.
1: you tell them to reply? Oh, you should have stepped in. You should have gone, hey. I, d- you
0: know what? No joke. The mortgage brokers, I did. I said, please, <laughs> or in emails, please reply to Jess and I to this email, and it still happened to right up to the end of the end of the the process. And the only people that did it right, uh, no shit, was the bank. Wow. The bank was just like, you, you will both receive a letter. You will both receive this. Yeah, because you're both customers. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And I'll, I used to get like text messages, emails, stuff on the app and Jess would be like, oh, I got it too. Like, you know, I'll either get it first and then she'd get it or vice mm. versa. But we'd both receive it. Mm. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's that little touch. <laughs> that little, little thing that's made my life a little bit easy because everyone involved is connected. mm and that's really important. And that, so, look, just learn how to fucking it. And you know what? It's always boomers. Boomers
1: have no idea what, how to use the internet or computers. And they're always like talking it up. So, oh. I talked in my team, because I'm in a team, right? A teaching team. And I said, how about we use Slack?
0: Yeah. Like instant messenger sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they all looked at me like, <laughs> What? <laughs> And I was just like, yeah, this ain't going to happen. Um, this is, yeah.
0: It's, it's a bit too much.
1: It's a bit too much. It's <laughs> a bit too much. Well, you know, now that I've done a
0: rant, I've got a really quick story for you. Okay. And then you can do another rant. Okay. So, um, uh, we should move to Italy. Because I know you were talking about how you like full-time work. you got so much time. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. I think we need to move to Italy. Right. So, watching porn at work during lunch breaks is illegal. Italy's Supreme Court in Rome rules. (laughs) Just when you thought your day couldn't get any more useless. So, Italy's highest court has has decided that it's fine to watch pornography during breaks as long as it doesn't interfere with your work. The eyebrowsing decision came after car manufacturer Fiat sacked a worker in 2016 for watching an adult film on his personal laptop in an, ele- an electricity-supplied room
1: on the factory floor. I love how they've got to put in an electricity-supplied room. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bosses also found two other pornographic DVDs. Uh, but the Supreme Court in, uh, in Rome said Fiat had no right to sack the worker who enjoyed just a glimpse of the film during a meal break. <laughs> <laughs> the lengthy legal wrangle be- uh, began in 2010 when the court upheld Fiat's decision to dismiss Giuseppe.
1: Oh, what a great name! I oh,
0: know, so good. Um, and the court uh, to appeal the overturned judgment a year later ruled by the ba- uh, was backed by the uh, Supreme Court in Italy. So there you go. In Italy, on your lunch break, you can watch pornography. Fantastic! That's that's amazing. That's, that's... a lot of. It should be a human right. <laughs> Is porn a human right? <laughs> I, I wonder what... Well, you know, if you can watch it at work, it must be something. It must be pretty high. I wonder... Can you imagine this going to the Australian Supreme Court?
1: That's my cold there.
0: Well, you sounded fantastic. That's oh, what we're doing on the show now. What's that? But that's what we're doing on the show now. <laughs> on a very weird night on a Saturday. Because... Um, Saturday night. <laughs> well, we're going to have some drinks <laughs> after this. <laughs> <laughs> but Kieran, what have you got for us?
1: Well, talking of love. Love. You know. <laughs> That's what porn is. <laughs> porn is, porn <laughs> is love. What is, actually, tell me, what do you think... Tell me with some Tinder creations. Tinder? Tinder cre- yeah. Tinder creations? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. Come
0: on. Oh, I've not been on... I've got to admit, I... I've been with Jess for so long. Like Tinder wasn't well, around when I was New Tinder like app helps farmers
1: match livestock for love. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> the new Tutter app. Let's T- British T- 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. Let swipers <laughs> let British farmers swipe right on cattle they like the look of. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Petersfield, England. A Tinder inspired app is helping farmers match up potential partners for their cattle called Tada, a mix of a dating app, Tinder, and Uda. It lets farmers swipe right. (laughs) They're then directed to a page on the Sell My Livestock website where they can browse more pictures and data about the animals before deciding whether to buy. So it's just like a front end for. What what was that site? (laughs) Tada.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Tada. It's a front end for like selling livestock. Yeah. That's great. That's, a, that's such clever to marketing because I'm sure more and more people will use Tata because it's like, oh, it's <laughs> like, how easy is this? And it's going to lead to something as boring as buying cattle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know, you've got to have a good... Gotta have good, good front good, end. Good, good looking cattle. Yeah, that's right. Know. I know some farmers. They take their cows very serious.
0: Oh, no doubt. Hmm. I've always amazed at how big Australian farms are in comparison to the rest of the world. Yeah. It's like, I, I remember watching a Top Gear episode yeah, yeah. Oh, when remember, they were in that, australia? remember that one yeah they're driving in australia and they've got like the uh v eight or something like that uh-huh. and they're like oh yeah most cattle places like you know farms in the uk are like x big and the australian one was like a hundred times bigger bigger yeah. with a hundred like you know hundred times more or the size of like half of england half of yeah something stupid like that up in um darwin or was it or wa or something like that and then they're using like helicopters like Two or three helicopters to sort oh, of yeah, to up find the them. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. It's...
1: Now I've got the app here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you got the app. <laughs> I'm looking for females or males.
0: Oh, a buck or a steer. Wait, yeah. is that what they call a bull or, bull a, or, a, or a, a maid? Uh, I can't remember. Maid. Well, here we go. Twenty-five.
1: Ooh, British uh fries and Jerry cross Breeding Dairy Ooh, should we swipe right? You can you can do whatever you want, honey buns. There you go you're swipe right on that one. <laughs> oh look at that look at that one. Look at this bad boy here. <laughs> bad boy, bad girl. This is a this is a female, this one. Ooh! She looks she looks good. She yeah. looks
0: good, it's dirty. It's uh... I don't know what is this tends, tends for a specific like milk cows or is it just like beef, like beef and... Uh, oh, I've got beef. no idea. <laughs> but these ones
1: are 21 to 24 months. Look, we get to see their ass there on that one. Oh, mate, get to look that's at a their, slut their, right their, there. They're young, they're young, they're fresh. looks like that one. <laughs> oh, this one here. Oh, that's an Angus. Is that an Angus? That's an Angus.
0: That looks pretty good. Her name is—is is that her name? Mary? Is that the owner? <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: I don't know. That's pretty good. How good's that? It's pretty good.
0: Yeah. There you go, tutter. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> well, I've got another story about emails. If you'd like to hear another story about emails and a, and a bucks party. Ooh. So let me tell you this story: a typo that led a uh, led a man to a stranger's stag party. Ooh, go on. When he first read the email, Will Novak from Arizona thought it was a scam. It seemed so urgent, like one of those emails you get from a prince asking them to send your money. That's what he said. The email, titled titled, Angelo's Bachelor Party, had been intended for a small group of friends. It set out the details of an upcoming ski trip to Vermont to send Angelo off into married life. Will doesn't know anyone called Angelo. Uh And... But he decided to reply. Good man. And that decision is what Will started, uh, Will calls the strangest week of his life. I don't know who Angelo is, he wrote. I am Will F- Novak. I'm from Arizona. Vermont seems a little far away from me to travel for a bachelor party of a guy I've never met. That being said, count me in. <laughs> uh, <good laughs> that was man. his reply. Yep. His reply was a joke and offered to bring along his sweet Nintendo Switch games. And console and selection of Sudoku puzzles, if that was more to Angelo's taste. I didn't expect them to respond, Will said, but two days later they did.
1: Ooh. Ooh. They?
0: They. So the group of friends, including Bill Novak, whom the initial email was intended for, urged him to come along. <laughs> if, you think we, uh, if you think we are kidding, we are not, You are, you better be coming. We're all dying to meet you, they wrote. Not only will, will this be the weekend Angelo will not forget, it'll be surely one you will not forget as well. After posting the email exchange to social media, the story quickly went viral, making headlines around the world spawning the hashtag Angelo's Bachelor Party. With a reaction that had been posted, uh, been unbelievable amid a that he, a couple of reservations, he hadn't, Will had not skied in 20 years, and he was also concerned about the funding for this impromptu trip. On the recommendation of a friend, Will set up a GoFundMe page and in under two hours... No fucking way. (laughs) He surpassed his goal of $750, raising $4,000 (laughs) US (laughs) dollars. Oh, fuck off. Um, Will is going to give any leftover money to Angelo and his fiancée who are expecting their first child as a wedding present. He described the weekend as fast-paced, high-energy and truly surreal. Uh, Will, uh, when he picked up his rental car... It had been upgraded to a Maserati, <laughs> and was quickly filled with cases of beer donated to Angelo's stag party by the local brewery. The uh, the group welcomed Will with fireworks and a heavy metal concert with Angelo on guitar. And despite sleeping through the first skiing lesson, Will said he did a ride right on the slopes. Uh, I skied into a man and we fell into a fence together, but it was some, but it was super slow speed and it wasn't a big deal. Uh, asked what the best part of his bizarre week. At the viral side, being, Will said the uh, general feeling of openness and friendliness. Reflecting on it, I could get pretty sentimental. Really, it's a great lesson: being open to, uh, open to others, universe and, and open to you too. Uh, if the, if doors open, walk through it. If you regret the chances you don't take, and really the ones you do take, uh, I've always been a class clown type. Knowing I made thousands of people laugh makes me so happy. So there
1: you go, people. Maybe that Nigerian prince scam is actually real. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I keep getting at the moment? Fucking phone calls from unknown numbers, right? Yeah. I answer I answer one. Yeah. Right? I hear nothing on the other line. Oh. And then it just hangs up. Yeah. Maybe Maybe it's a, a secret I googled, admirer. I googled. Yeah. Right? Secret admirer? And... No, it's a scam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now down $30,000. That's perfect. They're trying to figure out who are real numbers. Ah. And if they answer it. Because then they can get you later Uh. and then a week later got a phone call from America
0: oh didn't answer that one Uh, that's fair enough Mm. Uh, I was going to say like that seems like a really good bachelor party and I was going to say I've been oh I thought you meant the scam no no no, no, I've I've (laughs) been lucky enough not to like I'm not going to fall for a scam I'm I'm pretty sure I can sniff out a scam but as bachelor parties go that sounds like a really good bachelor party like metal skiing drinking beers I'm sure there would have been a stripper in there
1: yeah absolutely
0: and I've got to admit, I've been to a bachelor party where the guy didn't want a stripper.
1: What?
0: Dead set. So, we go and play bubble sock, like, you know, they're doing the activity. Oh, is this what's his face? Yeah, that's his face. I'll tell a different story altogether. So, do you remember our one of our drumming friends' bachelor parties? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay, you came a bit later in the evening, but during yeah. the day we did like go-karts and we did laser tag and then we went to dinner and then we went out.
1: I joined you at the dinner part.
0: The dinner part and yeah. then we went to see um, some lovely ladies at the strip club. No, we, no,
1: no, it wasn't a strip club. <laughs> gentlemen's, ga- gentlemen's viewing gallery. We saw some lovely <laughs> ladies who were waiting, Yeah, they were wait staff, yeah. at the gentlemen's club. That's
0: right. Yes. We saw some tits and it was great. Anyway, so... We walk in and it was a big group, it was like thirty of us. Yeah. And we all walk in. We're having a good time this day. And then the bachelor grabs my hand and goes, You're coming with me, we're gonna go get a lap danced. I'm like, Oh, okay, I'll go with I'll pay for a lap dance with it. But not only that was me and him and there was like two two girls in the middle. Yeah. And there was also two of his younger cousins. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Oh, this is pretty funny. They weren't eighteen, were they? Oh, you're ruined the story, but yeah, they weren't oh. eighteen. <laughs> I found out that later at, at the wedding. <laughs> So we walked into a strip club with these two, like, 17-and-a-half-year-olds or something like that. But the best thing was, one, like, I'm sitting next to one of them and, and the buck was sitting next to another. And the one I was sitting next to was getting the tits in his face and stuff. And he was starting to, like, grab her ass and try to lick her tit. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm nudging him going, no,
1: no, you can't fucking that do that. That costs more money. <laughs> it costs way more money. <laughs>
0: and the girl goes, no, no, no. And like he goes, Anyway, we, we leave the leave the thing and I'm laughing with, with, uh, with, with the buck. And we're back to get another drink. And I just hear the two cousins yeah. behind us go, What the fuck, man? You can't even lick a tit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh,
0: but great. on that note there, I think it's time. We've got some more guests coming over because this yeah. is sort of a house forming that we're quickly doing an episode. I think we can wrap it up here. And thank you for another fantastic episode of the... Fi- episode 51 of the show, which is pretty exciting. I don't know if you noticed, but I've been putting some YouTube videos up as well. Of little good bits of the episode. I might do that as well for this one, too. Oh,
1: there you go.
0: So I might put in one of our rants. Might be
1: good. Yeah. I might be good.
0: So. But, Kieran, thank you so much for another fantastic episode of the podcast. Uh, you're welcome. And uh, for all your wanking needs out there, make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. If you'd like to send us some hate mail, a death threat, or a rant, record it on your phone and email us at We Only Do One Take Podcast. at (laughs) gmail.com I was going to say Hotmail there but don't do that one Who the
1: fuck uses Hotmail?
0: I kind of want to make a Hotmail account for us (laughs) I mean we have a Pornhub account but (laughs) nothing said posted there but nonetheless everybody we will see you next Thursday Dunkin' Drinking Bird? (laughs) I do like your Dunkin' Drinking
1: Bird. It needs to do more dunking.
0: It does. I'll turn it on.
1: It's got a switch? No, no, no. You just
0: just put it down. And it does what it needs to do. I've got one on my desk at work as well, so I get no work done. (laughs) How
1: long does it go for? Uh,
0: It depends on the water.
1: Okay. I feel like I I need one too. You should get one. I need to... I've got my... Office is really boring. It's got like puke brown walls. Yeah. I bought a plant today. I'm very proud <laughs> I know, so boring.
0: <laughs> Back to gardening Australia. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs>